Hello and welcome to a big, big, big dinner table talks. My name is Joe Hilliard, always with... Aislinn Campbell. And Ace and I have poured us a very special beer because today is our one year anniversary episode... 52. 52. Our first birthday. So I poured a uh, chocolate Oof. banana imperial stout. That's an 11% ABV. Be careful. That's very sweet. Well, I wanted to get a beer that matched your disposition. <laughs> We're going to have a different kind of episode today. You will hear unanswered questions. You will hear a little bit about some food that we enjoyed over the past week, but... We're going to do a retrospective and a future look at Dinner Table Talks. Where have we been for 51 weeks? Where are we today? And where do we think we're going? One of the intentions that was set for 2020 at the beginning of the year, and there is an episode where we do the New Year's resolution type of thing. I talk about this idea of this new challenge that I want to take on where we do Friends with Benefits once a month. The concept is that we have friends that are amazing cooks, home chefs, just like we are, that do lots of interesting things with food, and that we get together, we have a dinner table conversation with them, we have a true dinner table experience with them, and then we bring them on the episode. You know, we get to have a true dinner table talk conversation with our guests, basically. And it was a roaring success. It was, and that was episode 21 and then 25. We did that twice, and then that's right at the time COVID became a thing, and then everyone was scared to interact with one another. And so I think we're back to the point where it's time to start scheduling those on my list of things to do is to go ahead and start scheduling those. The culmination of that for me would have been at episode 52. Now we have this big dinner table with all of our friends that have been on the episodes. Let's get together. Let's have a dinner party and then let's talk about it. And that didn't really work I out. liked the Friends with Benefits. We were able to bring it on twice. And those are two of the most Biggest listened episodes. to episodes. Yeah. And then COVID. So yeah. I'd like to see that again. Agreed. But here's the deal. There are certain things we cannot go through any episode as far as I'm concerned without doing. And that is... Unanswered questions. What were the unanswered questions that we had last week? Last week we talked Indian food. Yes. Bringing it in from a restaurant and then duplicating one of the dishes using our abundant, this time of year, okra. Oh my goodness, so much okra. Say the name of the main spice in Indian food, kind of the base spice that you find in a lot of dishes. Garam masala. Garam. Garam masala. Not garam. I say garam masala. You think I would have nailed that down before the unanswered question about garam masala. But what is in garam masala? I said last week that if you find yourself without it, you can duplicate it to the level that you have a few different items in your pantry. You want to know what's in garam masala? Is that how you pronounce it? Garam? Don't do that to me. I have no idea. (laughs) A good garam masala has a mix of sweet, hot, and savory spices. Mm. Cumin, coriander, and bay leaves serve as the savory. Cumin, coriander, and bay leaves. Okay. Yeah. Put this together in your nose while I'm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. listing them. Red chili peppers and black peppercorns provide heat. Yep. Cinnamon and cloves provide sweetness. Mm -hmm. Cardamom and sometimes nutmeg and mace provide fragrance. Mm-hmm. Star anise is often used, but if you choose to do this, use small quantities. It can overwhelm the other spices. Anise is like licorice or basil. And then you get into variations thereof. Uh-huh. 
South Indian, you might use fennel seeds. I could go on and on. Uh-huh. Sometimes people wrote dry roast the spice mixture. Uh-huh. Sometimes they roast with a little oil. So you can alter, tweak, uh-huh. magnify different kinds of elements. But those things mixed together in the proper proportions, of course, make your garam masala. The thing about Indian food is it's just there are so many different spice profiles and like specific ways that they combo those spices and prepare them in order for you to be able to then put them into your recipes that you're making. And the idea that garam masala or garam masala, whatever we're calling it, is a mixture of spices, I think is a good thing to know because garam masala isn't a spice. It's not a plant. It's a thing you tweak and make Uh it your own. uh And then one of the other things that I learned about in the early days was ghee. So I'd be curious to know what ghee actually is. It's butter. I know that. And I think it's butter with like garam masala in it. Are you giving me unanswered questions? Am I your Google now? I think we might be studying Indian food right now. I wouldn't mind it after (laughs) the success of last week's bindi masala recipe. I love Indian food so much. So we can't pronounce garam masala, but can we pronounce devolution? 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 It was part of our table topics question last week. Are we seeing the evolution or de 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 evolution of de, de, the de, world's ethics? De, de, de. Here's how you do it. Devolution. You got it? Devolution. 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 Okay, I think I've got it. And then we ask the question, well, what's the difference between ethics and morals? Yes. Did you call Dr. Huey? I didn't. It is clear as mud. While they are sometimes used interchangeably, they are different. Ethics refers to rules provided by an external source. For example, codes of conduct in the workplace or principles within a religion. The workplace hands down their code of ethics. The church or other building that you attend hands down that religion's code of ethics. Uh Morals refers to an individual's own principles regarding right and wrong. Oh, that's a very good... I'm glad we did that and answered question. I always point to the center of myself and go down like my central core when I say the word, these are my central values. And Mm -hmm. really what it is, is it's my morals. These are my morals. They're your morals because they are your subjective morals. Mm-hmm. Ethics come from a social system. Uh-huh. Okay. Morals come from yourself. Yes. Why ethics? Because society says it's the right thing to do. Society says it's the right thing to do, be it a macro or micro society. Why do we do morals? Because we individually believe in something being right or wrong. Okay, well, my question that I had in my head about it was when I judge politicians and the choices that they make based on policy, like the policy choices that they make, if they're doing something because they believe it's the morally right thing to do, I have a problem with you creating policy that dictates morals. Based on one's subjective morals. Correct. Now I need to start looking at those things and having a better understanding of whether that is an ethical decision Mm -hmm. or a moral decision. A person strictly following ethical principles may not have any morals at all. But a rule has been handed down that in the workplace, we don't walk around without our pants on. (laughs) I don't morally have a problem with walking around without my pants on. However... Because the ethics of the business say that that's not allowed, I will not do it. Okay. 
It was interesting, back to last week's episode, that we did have a dinner table conversation with both of our teenage girls where we talked about WAP. Uh-huh. And then we actually all watched the video together and had a conversation about it. If we you want to know what really happens at the dinner table conversations, we literally watched, watched WAP yeah. with our teenage daughters and we had an honest, open, and very real conversation about that video. And while we approach that conversation, hoping that we didn't sully their delicate young minds, one of them knew every lyric and the other one knew 80 to 90% of them. Oh, and they were cheering for those women, Uh, interestingly enough. I wonder as a father how different that is than a mother. (laughs) One thing you have to admit along with me, Aislinn, we have talked about a lot. Yes, of course we have. A lot of varied things and different things. And one of my favorite things about the format of this show is how wide of a variety of topics that we can discuss because our core landing spot for those conversations is the dinner table where Mm -hmm. anything goes in our house. As we were thinking about that way back when, well, if we did a podcast, what would our podcast be about? Mm -hmm. And I know myself well enough to know that I'm going to want to talk about food. I'm going to want to talk about gardening. We're going to want to talk about some politics. I'll want to bring in some pop culture. Yep. Our kids are going to be... In the story, right? They're going to talk about anything they want to talk about because that's how our dinner table works. And it was an easy correlation for me because... That has been what the dinner table has meant to me and been to me in my own home, at the farm, with you. Growing up, I imagine. Yes, definitely. The dinner table. In in my family, you know that there's a conversation. I mean, like we're sitting around having a conversation together all the time. (laughs) The volume's going to escalate as we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that has been a really easy way to, to say, okay, here's the epicenter of everything we do. It's the dinner table. So in discussing how to best talk about the last 51 episode, we thought it would be a good idea where we go kind of go back and forth with some of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. And we just heard one a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And it's the gong before unanswered questions. And I don't know if you remember it, but we did that back in episode seven. In other words, whenever we recorded episode one and two, we didn't know unanswered questions was a thing that would exist. No, but it came up. Very quickly. Yeah. yeah. So on episode six, I said, we need to make a stinger. Because this is going to be a weekly thing. So create with me right now. The stinger Uh, would be the thing that we play when it's time to do unanswered questions. Oh, a song thing? We're not going to do a song thing. I want you and I right now together to say unanswered questions three different ways. Okay. Okay, Whisper it. I'm going to go three, two, one. We say it. Ready? Three, two, one. Unanswered Unanswered questions. questions. Oh, was I supposed to whisper? Well, that's what whisper (laughs) means. Okay, take two. Oh. This is going horribly. You know, wait, well, because I'm, I'm trying it to be fake. I'm trying to be real, and this is a real Aislinn. Okay, be real with me right now. Ready? <laughs> Three, two, one. Unanswered. What are we saying? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shorter what are episodes, we doing again? Shorter episodes. <laughs> We're going to say unanswered questions. Okay. We're going to whisper. This time I'm going to get it just right. Take three. Three, two, one. Unanswered, unanswered questions. questions. You love to script this whole thing out. You like the production power. You love that. And I'm totally fine with that. I like order before we get started because I do not like podcasts where they sound like just rambling, nonsensical, it's not as funny as you think you are podcasts. I completely agree. However, I will also add that the creative 
performing part of it mm-hmm. is definitely more I'm like, let's go with the flow. Let's just see what happens. Let's I but I love will, your order. I uh, love your order. I love you and I don't think you know how much you perform. Oh. <laughs> If that is your stance on this. Okay, now, hold that's on. We... fine. I may perform, but it's not from a script. Now, we did it again. I didn't prepare ahead of time for the performance. It just came out that way. I'm going to drop this for now because we're going to get into <laughs> a big old rabbit hole. We did it again in episode 33. COVID had hit our area. We were now kind of staying at home more. Right. <laughs> You're spending a lot more time in the backyard. And so was born Backyard TV. <laughs> so, uh, you know how in a newscast, dun, 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 like that? Mm-hmm. And then you'll, uh, CNN or whatever, you know? Backyard TV. Uh-huh. But you and I do that together like we do unanswered questions. Okay. Backyard TV like that. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Backyard, Backyard TV. TV. That. We'll turn that into something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like all of these little pieces of creation and you'll say, hey, let's do this. I think we should do this, you know, or I think we should do that and... I'm like, yeah, let's just see how it comes out. Let's just see how it goes, you know? If we're just going to let it all out here in our birthday, our typical script is, I don't know, four headings and three bullet points. I mean, it's just to make sure that an answer question goes when it goes and backyard TV, if we're going to do it, is going to go here. Yeah. You'll say, do you have a backyard TV story this week? And I'll be like, nah, not really. Maybe I do, like a firefly. Yeah, yeah. And then... Let's see. What were the unanswered questions from last week? You know, so that we've done well, some I've written those down while I've edited last week's episode. Well, a major theme of which I basically just said already, which is food, is a part of the show. And it's because if you know me, and you do know me, Joe. I know, I know you a little bit. When you met me, did you ever think that food would not be at the center of every single thing that we did? I met a girl who was taking a newly purchased parcel of land... And trying to convert it into food. Into a family farm, a homestead. So to answer your question, no, I knew that food and the value of the food and the nutritional content of the food that mm-hmm. you ate was very, very important. And you've told so many stories about why that is the case mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you would start a local you t- food sourcing it was, you did it. organization. It's your fault. It could be. I didn't know that you would run a- for mayor and a True. big platform would be. I mean, the, so it has been a fantastic learning experience with you to see what evolution in a human looks like. Yeah, I know you're right. A dinner table talks, food is going to be an important aspect. And I do love all of the ways that your philosophies and my philosophies enter into the conversation. We have very strong ideals of what our food needs to be. Ethics or morals? Ideals. Here's now, of, what's an ideal? Here's one of compared my favorite Compared to an ethic things. and a moral. Here's one of my favorite things. The challenges. Mm-hmm. And we didn't start the podcast saying, let's do some food challenges. It just organically happened in of the course, course of conversation course. in front of these microphones. It started, and I never got it because of COVID, basically. But we were talking about chocolate cake. Yes, and you wanted to start a chocolate cake bake-off from local bakers, and we'd try them on the show, and we'd find the best local cake. Uh Uh-huh. We never did that. We should do that. And then in episode 20, we did uh, an awful challenge where Mm -hmm. awful came up, O-F-F-A-L, came up, and we said, we need to try tripas, we need to try lengua, we need to try... I think what you said to me was, I challenge you to eat it. How into where we live, tripas or tripe or intestines 
are you? That's not one of these awful meats that I eat. You've tried it and don't like it? It's chewy. It's it's different. It's a different kind of delicacy. I challenge you. I will find the place that serves tripes and you and I will go. I challenge you. Maybe, but maybe I not. I challenge you. I'm not even 100% I sure. I challenge I'll... you. I don't like it. I've eaten it before. Try it again. I'm not sure I want to. And so we went uh, to a local restaurant with some friends and tried those things, came back and talked about it. Then early on as well, my pinto beans. I'd never made pinto beans before, and pinto beans are your favorite, so we did. But episode 35 was really when it into high gear. I kind of just spontaneously began talking about the five mother sauces. Now listen to this. There are four more mother sauces. Uh Uh-huh. We should talk about each one. Over the course of the next four weeks. (laughs) I love it. Let's do it. I intend on making a dish with all of the rest of the five. I love it. And we're going to bring it to the podcast. I love it. You love this idea? I think it's great. We're about to study the sauces. We're going to educate one another through this whole thing. Yeah, it's dinner table talks where you um, get a tiny bit of fact with a whole lot of... Fiction? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. And that five mother sauce challenge went all the way through episode 46. The pinto beans one was really good because it got you making beans in the household. And And now I've kind of become a bean master. You've become a black eyed pea master, I suppose. Although after the whole bullion conversation, we're going to have to do some work on those black eyed peas. uh, I think I'm in the middle of a... They need a little more sodium. I think I'm in the middle of a (laughs) picadillo challenge, actually. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the picadillo challenge. That's funny. Now, of course, there's always all of the different types of events. Birthdays are around the dinner table and are very important, you know. And then, of course, there are things like job changes. And then, as we said in the very first episode, there are going to be those hard conversations like someone passing away. Yeah, I mean, we saw the death of my father in the first 51 episodes. You changed your job about 17 times. That's not true. You changed your hair color a few <laughs> times. You cha- I mean, all we, And we get to capture all of those changes when you go back and listen to those first 51 episodes. But a lot of those good family moments, those great traditions. Some of the better memories, yeah. Yeah, those events and things like that have gotten to happen out of the farm. And so we have absolutely enjoyed the fish fries and the crawfish boils and all of the beautiful things that we get to do out at the farm, like 4th of July and fireworks, but then get to come home and talk about them on the Dinner Table Talk podcast. Come on now. This is awesome. The biggest event, like I said earlier in those first 51 episodes, was the idea that on a show where you talk about everything you eat, including going out to restaurants and having friends over and going out to other friends' houses... Not allowed to do it. That was some serious noise, man. I made that with my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to do it anymore because this thing called COVID. Uh, One of my friends who listens to the podcast had mentioned when we first got started with this, the idea that she's very curious to hear how the show will change as our kids grow up and move out of the house and all the different stages of that life with the dinner table conversation. Okay, so now throw in COVID The idea is we're going to get together with people and we're going to have dinner table conversations and we're going to talk about what we're talking about at the dinner table. And then here comes this thing that cannot be ignored. So we've had to work through that. And I mean, clearly we're not the only people, the entire world and every podcaster in it has had to go through the same exact thing. But it's interesting to say, what is the, what are those stories going to be about? The first mention of COVID was episode 28. We were just over halfway through 
when everything changed. As you can imagine, a lot of dinner table talks that we're having, talks around the table, have to do with what everyone's talking about right now, the coronavirus. Our table is consumed by the coronavirus. And when we recorded <laughs> this episode three or four days ago, we devoted about 30 minutes in the middle of it to what we knew and thought about the coronavirus back then. At that time. And then you had... Which a... made sense at the time because, as we said, it's been at the ta dinner table. That's right. And then I think the next day, after some different news comes out, because this story is evolving every day very rapidly, it was like, you know, everything we said is kind of not even mm -hmm. applicable any longer. And I remember us talking about the idea that, like, I don't want to talk about it because that's all anybody's going to talk about. And I yeah, just, let's be an alternative to all the COVID talk. It's impossible. Not if we're going to talk about the conversations around the dinner table. Yeah. I Especially just, with kids and school and everything. I mean, it is just a part of our life these days. The idea that no one knew what this was and what it was going to look like and how long. You know, we went through the f different phases and still through, go through different phases of how to handle you got a message from your son that they were going to test 5,000 students at the university and your son was one of the random picked ones. Well, if you listened a couple weeks ago, you know that our sons are up at school again, mm -hmm. but there is no in-class schooling. It's all online. Well, as one could predict, there was a big pop of COVID, not mm -hmm. just at his campus, but all the campuses around where kids are coming as back we interact. together. Yeah. And so their system is to randomly draw 5,000 students that are living off campus in this case. And he, his number got pulled. So huh. he had to go get a COVID test and he's going to get his results back one or two days later. Well, when we get back to the Don't have them yet. When we jump back to the present here in just a minute, let's talk some more about the boys at college. But... In COVID, I'd like to think that we did bring a lighter side from time to time. Five weeks into COVID in our city, episode 33, I talked about going to the grocery store. Oh, I love going to the store. Ugh. But not now. I hate going to the store. Mm -hmm. The store is this symbol of everything bad. The scarcity. I, there's still no damn toilet paper on the shelves. You can't say damn. Okay, I'm sorry. There's just some things that aren't allowed. <laughs> and it's a month into this thing. Then the social distancing. Okay, fine. Then the lack of social distancing by the folks that cut between me and this person six feet away from me. Oh, that's my problem at the grocery store. I get irritated at people mm -hmm. so easily. And then, I'm like, why are you stupid? And then, then I don't want to feel the like that. Then this stupid mask. <laughs> I hate the mask. <laughs> No, yeah. I, no, I hate the mask. Well, the masks aren't going away. I just, you smell your own breath. You just, you, oh, you, it's my breath hot, is always it's so hot bad. in there. <laughs> and then you start thinking about it and it's itchy and I guess you get used to it. But now we have, I, now I got to get used to a mask and I, uh, that's, I'm reminded of all of that at the grocery store. I hate going to the grocery store. I hate my coffee breath. <laughs> that's all I can think yeah. about now. I love your coffee breath. <laughs> Can I tell you what one of my favorite things that happens on the podcast? Yeah. No. What if I say no? Then we can just move on. <laughs> no. Go ahead. I always wonder that when you come in the room because you do that. You go, can I tell you something? Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. No. Oh, I'll walk off if you say no. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that now. It's when we talk in depth. And I understand why we don't do this more often. It's when we talk about when you ran for mayor and you get really real about, about it. Mm -hmm. now, I know that if you don't live in our area, it is only moderately interesting. Right. 
especially if you're into politics. But those conversations tend to get us into a talk about politics, the topic that we never talk about on this show. <laughs> right. I'm never talking about politics on this show. We're not going to talk about it at the dinner table. Yeah, right. Of course, we're going to talk about it at the dinner table. The reason why I like that as a part of the stream of conversation that happens at our dinner table and sharing that with the public is the idea that it doesn't matter where you live in the world. There's some community advocacy that you can participate in. Sure. And that's one thing that I learned from you, actually. I would have imagined myself being exactly where I am right now with food and farming and all of that stuff. That doesn't surprise me. But the idea that I ran for mayor, I would have never guessed that 10 years ago because I didn't get into city politics types of things. I just sat on my couch and screamed at the TV about it, you know? And I also, in some ways, I look at the number of people that are running for mayor this year in our city, and I pat myself on the back. You know, they think to themselves, if that silly hippie girl can run for mayor and get a lot of votes, like do a good job, then anybody can run for mayor. Let's do this. I completely agree that you inspired people to run this go-round. My favorite one is episode 10. Episode 11, you'll remember, was our launch. In other words, we were going to use those first 10 episodes to figure out how to edit, how to record, get the squeaks out of the car. Mm Mm-hmm. I still think there's squeaks in the car. I still think we're going to be getting squeaks out of the car when we do episode 520. But episode 11 was our launch episode where mm-hmm. we told the public, we've been doing this for 10 weeks. Right. Episode 10 is the one where you really let it all fly. And so when I ran, I ran because I didn't want, I, I, there was already some issues that were happening with the current mayor. There are, were a lot of people that were actively speaking against the current mayor. I think episode two, we talk about some of those. Yeah. And I said, uh, he can't run unopposed. He he cannot run unopposed. Here's what I decided. And I got deeper and deeper and deeper into this. And it may have turned off some people, but that is I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, the fun part of editing is that I wish I could edit myself all the time sometimes because I think sometimes I'm so engaged and I'm so passionate and I'm so right in the moment, emotional confrontation of it all, that I say it in a way that doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day. And that if I was listening, I would be like, it's not that I don't agree with you. You've mentioned that on here. Man, I wish I would have just dialed it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. The words are good, but my emotions seem just a little over the top. A little more CBD in my life. There's <laughs> always a little more CBD in my life. <laughs> and then, of course, the magical mystery tour. Well, this, is, this one's relatively recent. I'm sure that it's probably interesting to people that are like, she just screamed at me for five minutes about eating whatever meat or food or whatever I, I scream about. That's not true. And then now... You don't scream at people for what they do. I hope not, because that's... You do you 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm definitely going to give you my opinion about how I do it. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> and so rolling into the magical mystery tour is just this idea of like law of attraction and, and the optimist mindset and the idea of thoughts become things and sharing that with the public. Because I don't know that I have ever... Outside of a few memes posted here and there, I've become completely free and open to share things that I thought people would want to strike me with lightning from God, you know, because of the way I talked about my spiritual beliefs. And now I feel so open and free to talk about it. 
And I think that the podcast has really helped me in, in us making a decision one day. I mean, like a purposeful decision. Let's go after this and let's do it out loud and let's do it for a public audience. And then all of a sudden people have a version of you that they have in their mind that believes in all this potentially woo-woo to them stuff, you know? There was a fear in going down that path, but at the same time, when I created the concept of dinner table conversations, dinner table talks, food, and my lifestyle and beliefs were absolutely going to be a part of it. You know that we pick a sentence that one of us says as the title of each episode. That is completely unscripted. We look for funny. Sometimes we look for relevant to the rest of the kind of intentions of that entire episode. But episode 11, the launch episode, the We Are Going Public episode was called Our Life is an Open Book Now. Mm -hmm. And I believe that while that's a great theory, it has taken us all the way to now and probably beyond mm -hmm. to really get there. But in episode 41, we had a talk about ego. Mm -hmm. And our battling egos, mm -hmm. which became an unanswered question in episode 42. And clearly we had some kind of conversation on the back porch between 42 and recording 43, where we said, let's just do a magical mystery episode. And to title everything that you're talking about magical mystery tour is got a little jokey to it. Right. But it is a foundation for, I imagine, even more types of conversations as we move forward. I do recall in that moment... And when I, we sat down and talked about setting intentions for the podcast, I do recall that I had just listened to somebody who was 100% honest about what their beliefs were about everything going on in the world right now and how important it is for those of us that have some influence, that have an audience to speak to, to be 100% honest. And that's when I decided we can't cut out things that might turn people off. Mm -hmm. We have to be completely authentic and let it all out. What we cut out isn't the content. What we cut out is that harshness that I spoke of. That's the part we cut out. If it just didn't come out as I would want you to feel from me because it didn't feel right. We cut out a lot of these. That's right, Aislinn. <gasps> I think that the next thing we should, we cut out those breaths. Oh. We cut out a bunch of these. Oh, yeah. A bunch of those. Um, babe. um, um. A lot of um, ums. A lot of likes, and so. Like, like, oh, and so. A lot of so. likes. A lot of and whatever. What about the, and the fact of the matter is, you know, <laughs> let me tell you that I know the truth. <laughs> we each have our things. What are some of your favorite food? 51 episodes, there's typically, not always, but typically two meals per episode that we talk about. Okay, well, this food isn't one we cooked in our house, but I have to throw it out there so that everyone on the planet knows, everyone on the planet that listens to Dinner Table Talks, that crawfish boil is the most important meal that ever existed in Aislinn right. Campbell's we did, world. We were involved in preparing <laughs> that meal. You're absolutely correct. I have three things that Go I ahead. think are pretty good. You do one, I'll do one. How's that? Okay. The chicken pot pie. See, go ahead. The chicken pot pie was fantastic. That crust so, sucked. But the the the, the, guts. Ends, the guts were so good yeah, that, was that it didn't our, even matter that the crust was horrible. That was part of our five mother sauce challenge. That was the and, one of the five And dishes. what you're going to learn is that every single one of my choices mm -hmm. is me getting something at home that I can't order at a restaurant because they're not serving the kind of meat that I'm willing to eat. And so a chicken dish at home yeah. where you've made one of my favorite chicken dishes right. is always going to be at the top of the list. Okay. Episode 39 for me, Oso Buco. 
Mm-hmm. I almost considered picking that one too. In the garage freezer, I've got two Oso Bucos. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make that very, very soon. Is that the one where you put the ma- the dill in the mashed potatoes? Because I want you to make dill mashed potatoes again when the dill grows. I don't. I'm talking about just the main course. Did specific cut of the cow that uh-huh. went from peasant food to now gourmet food. I did it in the instant pot, slow, slow, long, long, and it. Oh, tomatoes are in there. It's so good. It tastes very good. And then also chicken wings. A couple of <sighs> yeah, reasons I because I. Yeah, because I can't good. eat chicken wings anywhere else and feel good about it. Like I'm well, first of all, I'm not going to eat chicken anywhere else. Eating chicken from any other type of commodity chicken is just not going to work for my brain. Right. So when am I going to get chicken wings? I'm going to get them when we make them. Yeah, exactly. So chicken wings, but then also the the thing I liked about that episode was the farmer that sells the chicken wings. Right. I mean, we, get, we get to the farmer's market that day mm-hmm. and she says, "We sold out of chicken wings yeah. because of your because podcast." Because of the podcast and uh, and hot dogs. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is freaking awesome. Because we were in like episode 10. We were we were so new to this thing. I was like, oh my God, we already have an audience. They're farmer's market shoppers. Of course they are. <laughs> the final mother sauce challenge dish that rocked everyone's socks. Penne a la vodka. Penne a la vodka. That was good too. I'm surprised, I, right. have, I, am surprised I haven't made it since, to be honest with you. I enjoyed how that came out and the reaction that it got you're right the whole damn thing is a performance <laughs> when i get fanfare and accolades it's probably my favorite meals no i'm kidding that Penela vodka back in episode 46 is one that people should listen to well my last one on the list was another one that i don't get to eat out and that is brisket homemade brisket and barbecue sauce and you made homemade barbecue sauce as well and it was all delicious. And that rolled us into the bean challenge because yeah. I was like, you got to have beans with brisket, man. The, the evolution of how it happens from week to week to week. Because mm-hmm. I, when I say there's a script and it's just a few bullet points on a page, it's not move us into the idea that we're going to get into a bean challenge. That's just all spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And I think it took about four episodes and you got your beans. When someone like me who's picky about meat gets to eat things like fried chicken, any kind of chicken, chicken wings... Or a brisket. Like, that's the thing. A chicken only has two wings. Right. And you eat 24 of them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right? You're sitting there just popping them in one after the other. Right. A cow only has one brisket. And you eat, if you're from Texas, you eat one brisket a week. <sighs> and you eat the entire brisket, not half of the brisket, like the way they sell it at the farmer's market. A you cu- eat the entire brisket. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about how Hurricane Hannah affected us. And then since then, there have been two other hurricanes in the Gulf, Marco and Laura. We were spared. It wasn't a problem for us. But I did see a news report out of Houston that was in more of a concern area where the local grocery chain, our, our grocery chain here too, puts limits on things. Everyone's going to come, come need water. So you can only get two things of water so mm-hmm. that everyone can get some water. The list on the news report was Mm -hmm. water, two units per customer, brisket, one unit per customer. And the joke that came out of it was, man, those Texans prepare for a hurricane (laughs) in a completely different way. Hurry, is a hurricane coming? Go get some plywood, water, and brisket. Yeah, because here we are with our barbecue pits and no electricity trying to figure out how to feed our families. So this past weekend, Lily and my mom and I drove up to College Station, Texas. Mm -hmm. 
to visit our two sons at college. I had gone the previous week with my son to deliver his furniture. You were delivering some furniture up to the boys who were living together. Exactly. Mostly, I was headed up there just because I have not seen my son since Mother's Day. You haven't left Corpus in several months. I wanted to get out and hug my son. I wanted to hug my son a lot. I had intentions immediately as soon as we knew we were going to College Station to take us all. My mom hadn't been and Lily hadn't been either to this restaurant that I love in the Bryan College Station area. It's called Ronin. I want to stop you. Okay. When I went out of town the previous weekend, Mm -hmm. my daughter and all, we all went out to eat with the roommates and a barbecue. Uh Something you wouldn't be interested in. No. When you go... You go eat at one of my favorite restaurants in Texas, and I'm a little pissed off about it. <laughs> sorry. You knew you it was coming sorry before. You aren't sorry at all. Bullshit, <laughs> no, you're, you're sorry. Right. You aren't sorry. Well, every one of the podcast's super fans... We love you. ...knows that Aislinn goes and picks the most expensive restaurant in town to yep. eat at. <laughs> so, of course, we did go to Ronin. It is a farm and restaurant. I had come across this particular restaurant several years ago at a conference, a farming conference in College Station, and they had hosted the farm-to-table dinner out on their farm that year, a moonlit dinner, I think they call it. I remember that. Yeah, and the food was just excellent. And, Fantastic. And we happened to be at the table with like the keynote speaker, I think, yeah, too, which great. was super awesome. <laughs> I was, I, I'm always really excited to see a new farm to table restaurant really succeed and do well. And these guys went from having just these pop up moonlit dinners. They still do those pretty regularly, but they now also have a restaurant. When you move a freshman to college, mm-hmm. the last thing they want to do is hang out with you, the parents, right. right? The first year when we took Cortland up to College Station, we got to escape one night and we went to, I said, let's go to that Ronin. They have their own restaurant. And this particular time, I had remembered that last year in August when we had gone up, that they had had watermelon souffle. Mm-hmm. And I was so hopeful that they had it on the menu again. And uh, they did. And I got to have watermelon souffle. If they've got fried chicken on the menu at any farm-to-table restaurant, I'm likely going to order it. Because it's kind of the same concept with yeah. the briskets. and the I water. never get to have this Chick- out. And fried chicken isn't one of those things that we even do in our house. I've done it once or twice. It's you have to accumulate so a bunch of chickens, and then you got to butcher the chickens. I have a problem with any of that, but then the fry and all of it. It's a big it's ordeal. A, it's a big work. Yeah, it's a big ordeal. So my mom and I shared the fried chicken. Wonderful. It was so good. And then I had some mashed potatoes and some cream gravy. You know, the whole thing with this delicious salad and cornbread. And the boys both had this massive, which Cortland was already telling Hunter, it is massive, chicken fried steak, delicious so I ended up at the dinner table with Cortland, Hunter, and Lillian. We didn't have Savannah with us this time. And then, of course, my mom was there, too. So I'm getting to have the dinner table that we haven't had in, in a long time with most of the kids there. And the kids I, I are was all at, I was at home with a can of beanie weenie by myself. <laughs> They're eating green beans. Oh, my God. These are the best green beans. And fried green tomatoes. Oh, my God. These are the best. Oh, tasting cheeses. Did y'all do I mean, a cheese plate? We did a cheese plate. Oh! Spoiled ass kids. Our spoiled ass kids. I'm telling you right now. And then... And your watermelon souffle. Right. Exactly. And I have also gotten into this habit, you know, because content is everything when you have a vlog and a podcast where I order these really, really pretty fun drinks that I can take pictures of. And they had this super awesome drink. It was actually just a Moscow mule, but they had taken pea flour 
And for people that aren't gardeners, that doesn't really make any sense to anybody. But a pea flower actually has dye in it, like a blue-purple dye in it. Oh, okay. So they put that and the interaction between that and the lime that's in the Moscow Mule and a little spin of grenadine at the top made my drink turn purple while I was drinking it. It was so cool. <laughs> such a sucker. Oh fun, my, I am. Like, I have almost decided now, don't quote me on this, those of you that are listening, I have almost decided that I'm going to really lay off a drinking and it's only going to be that special little sip of or the pretty drink at the nice dinner, that kind of thing. Just for my health, I think it'll be a benefit to my health. So there's some more present. Now, the conversations at the dinner table with the kids. Right. Because there we were. Fill me in. I haven't heard. We talked about masks, which I thought was really interesting yeah. because Cortland, who has been living up on his own, right. was a staunch mask wearer. Oh, okay. I mean, he really, he put his mask on anytime he was around anybody when he wasn't sitting at the table eating and talking anywhere. That's interesting. Hunter's learning how he's going to handle it, but he's like, I don't put my mask on when I'm walking around outside, you know, like, so he's mm -hmm. been home do here doing it differently. Then there was a conversation about the home life. Because Cortland hasn't been home. Right. And he's, you know, kind of wanting to know what's going on. Sure. Savannah has just come home. So there was conversations about how Savannah felt when she came home. And and then, of course, we took the grown boys to the grocery store. And except for this is the first time that Hunter's really gotten that experience. Yeah. He was in the dorm before. There was exactly. no need for groceries. And it was different. Because yeah. Cortland is like, I need that, 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 that. Because this is easy. Like, he's like, I know this. I know the easy things to cook. I know the things that are going to be inexpensive. Oh, this is and fascinating. Da, da, da. So what did, what did Hunter do? Hunter has no clue. Oh, deer in the headlights. A deer in the headlights. Uh, and Whatever Cortland says. No, not exactly. He was he wanted food. Like, right. He wanted to make sure he got the stuff he wanted. and But he you could tell he was like, I want to cook this and I need that and we're going to go to this. And you could tell that Hunter was already kind of feeling frustrated about the idea that I've been eating turkey sandwiches every day, three times a day for like, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Cortland has been at school all this time. Sure. Cortland has been literally eating rice and beans with no money and peanut butter sandwiches because he didn't have, like he was at the end of the month and there was no money. Hunter's been here at home living off dad and stepmom's famous cooking and all of the best meals in town and... Cortland, should we do an Oso Buco tonight? <laughs> right. We don't have an instant pot. We can't afford the meat. <laughs> And what's an oso buco? Right. <laughs> but don't get me wrong, because Cortland was deep in that Ronin badass food. Oh, he, I'm he, was sure he was excited to yeah. be there. And he is, he's like, it's the best food in town. You know that he's like waiting for us coming because he knows he's going to get the best. And it's not just us. He, apparently, that he talked his dad into taking them to that yeah, for, when fantastic. they went up there that yeah. weekend. And as your daughter well. got scallops, if I remember you yes, telling me. Yes, of course. Me. Scallops for Lily. And mm, I'm not sure about again. the local about scallops in College Station, Texas, but. <laughs> Sounds like the visit with the boys, the grocery run, and of course, going mm -hmm. to one of our favorite restaurants was a huge success. I, mm -hmm. I am and getting not to have kidding. the dinner table conversations. That was a, a lot of fun. But that is our present. Our present is two teenage girls at home. We may have one or both with us. It depends on what day of the week or what's going on in their lives. And then two boys that live together in a college town and go to college together at the same university. And that's part that's a huge that's going to be a part of the dinner table conversation. Because our shifting, our, we are shifting. We're not an empty nest and we're not going to be an empty nest for, you know, a solid four years. But it's definitely changed. My best friend, Jessica, I called her yesterday and she said, 
My biggest problem is that I'm now having to learn how to cook for four instead of five, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And so she, this is the first time she's, she's recognizing. Not, she's not wrong. Those are weird shifts. It is weird shifts. You get into the first, a thing. When the first one leaves. Yeah. It's not as much of a shift when the second one leaves as it is when the first one leaves. And then I imagine the next huge shift will be when the last one leaves. Yeah. So let's talk about the future. The next 52 episodes. Yeah, or even if it's, let's talk about what we're going to do through the end of 2020. <laughs> okay, you said a couple of weeks ago that we have to re-record episode one. Yes! The episode one intention was that forever we would say, and if you want to learn more about us, go back to episode one. But then job shifts and everything else, and it became untimely. Right. So I guess we're going to record a new episode one. Will we replace episode one? No, I think we need to do a 1.2. Okay, so we're going to do a who's Joe Hilliard, who's Aislinn Campbell, why are you listening to this? We need to re-record that. Yes. For the next season. Yes. Okay. You hit me this with a curveball a couple two. of weeks ago that this year, the uh-huh. upcoming 52, will be season two. But uh-huh. I got to ask you some production questions. Okay. This is episode 52 that we're recording right now. Uh-huh. What will the next episode, 53, be called? It'll be called Season 2, Episode 1. Okay, when anyone goes to where they hear podcasts, mm-hmm. this episode will say 52 colon fancy-ass meal in College Station uh-huh. dash hilarious thing that one of us said. Uh-huh. The next one will be 2.1. Yeah, it'll be 2.1. No, I don't know. It'll be Episode 1, Season 2. In, but it's- in television series, it's Season 2. Episode 1, 2.1. It needs to be season 2, episode 1. Season 2, dash 1. Something like that. Colon, everything else we've already (laughs) done. That's a lot of dashes and colons. I understand. That's why I've been thinking. I've had nightmares about this ever since you came up with the idea. Season 2. It's easier to be able to say to somebody, go to... Year 2. No, season two. It's easier to be able to say to somebody, go to season two and listen to episode 33. It's going to go Than it is to go... 543. And and that's real because I I listened to a podcast that has over 500 episodes. We're going to have unanswered questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Will there be a gong? Do we need to change uh, some noises? Well, I love the unanswered questions and the table topics. So I think they have to stay. But I'm not in love with the gong and the unanswered questions. (laughs) Love the gong. Get your attention. Let's do something new, though. Just because it's season two. Starting not this episode, but the next episode. Like, what if we had new music for season two? Like, what if we had everything new for season two? Same, same, same us. The Office, when it went from season one to two, had the exact same music because that's how you know the show. Okay, we're gonna have to have some conversations off air, and the following episode after this one's gonna be. Potentially a lot different. Table topics. Stinger, right? Yeah, but I think those things need to change. Backyard TV's not changing. That's a newscast, and that's what it is. (laughs) All right. Okay, so when you think of other changes that we need to see, do, have, things that you'd like to see. I would really love for us to get better about not giving giant public companies support on our podcast by mentioning their name i know that they're not going to sponsor us but i also don't want to like even acknowledge their existence i would rather say name if if an oreo comes up see you did it i was trying so hard if an oreo comes up we're going to say oreo and not cream sandwich cookie i don't like them and i don't want to give them their that but that being said 
one of the things that we've talked about over and over again, and, and, I, and I'm really trying to process this in my own business and in my own work, and that is how do I do local but go global? Mm-hmm. It's been a tightrope for mm-hmm. us. Because I we focus on local stuff and I grow local food and we had a local nonprofit. I, and... I believe that we're handling that tightrope pretty well. But you're right. It's global first, local second. No, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Yeah, because it's how do we give everyone what is your version of this wherever you are? Because what we talk about is very local. It's local at the dinner table, you know? I have an idea that I'd like to entertain mm-hmm. the rules of dinner table talks not our dinner table but the podcast i tried to do this i don't like rules when i said okay, i hear you rules may not be the word we settle on but get yourself a garage freezer oh you want to say if you want to emulate us That's these it. are the emulation emulation it's got to be an emulation <laughs> suggestion that's that's too long but that's the no way, rules way is a terrible if you say the word rules all of those awesome people that listen to our podcast are going to be like yeah we don't follow rules okay so. <laughs> emulation a dtt emulation get yourself a garage freezer a DTT emulation, triple the seasonings. What do they call those things when people, like, these are the... But do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. And we comprise a list that grows and grows and grows. But it does make me think, as I'm trying to come up with a joke, I want more humor. I love podcasts that make me laugh. Even if they're telling me about Machu Picchu and how to climb Machu Picchu and what are the rules about Machu Picchu, I want you to make me laugh the entire time. Every time you say Machu Picchu, I laugh at Machu Picchu or whatever because... Or every time you say devolution. 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 Yeah, I want to laugh. I want people to laugh. If you're not walking away from this podcast laughing at least once out loud, you know what I mean, that belly laugh that happens when you're listening to something, we need to know because we want that. I want more challenges or I want more... Like you the, haven't even finished the ones you already have. Where's my kombucha, by the way? Like the mother sauce <laughs> challenge and how it lasted 10 episodes because we were doing it every other episode and how it helped me become a better chef. So that benefits the dinner table. It helped an amateur chef probably understand that concept. I'd like to see some more of that. Now, to your non-patient point, (laughs) we've got kombucha coming. When though? I feel like it's been a really long time. In a couple of weeks? Damn it. I want it now. Baruch Assault. The the Picadillo chicken bouillon challenge and then you had challenged me about right now it's so hot no i said on the way in the next 52 yeah and then you also said that you wanted that pizza crust challenge yes which i do want that i want pizza i would have said pizza last night when we were talking about what do we want but we had quesadillas instead and they were mm, delicious quesadillas to the max but i'd like to see more of that the five mother sauce challenge was so accidentally perfect i want guests I want friends with benefits. That is a huge, important thing for me. And I'm ready to start scheduling people right now. Friends with benefits would mean typically 
that we go to someone's house or restaurant and eat with them. Mm-hmm. No masks, right? Mm-hmm. And then they come into our home. Well, we might wear a mask into the whatever no, I'm talking place about, that we're... But yeah. when we sit down to eat, we're looking at each other's faces. Right. When you walk from the door of the restaurant to the table where the COVID is and you wear your mask and you sit at the table where there is no COVID and you take your mask off. Oh my God. Gotcha. I just had a thought in my head about a story that has to go here. So I've been going to the volleyball games now because they've started volleyball again with the girls. And Lily plays on the varsity volleyball team now. It's supposed to be like a two-parent thing, but I think it's technically a four, maybe two parents and two grandparents kind of thing. That's all that's allowed at each game? Yes. Yes. Basically, each player has four guests that can come. Okay. And every school has done it differently. That makes in itself the rules arbitrary. But yesterday when we went to the school we went to, there was this guy at every change in game. So one game's done, we're moving to the next game. He would come out with this little hose thing and he would like spray shit into the air. He was a staff member, I guess? Yes. Okay. And he was just like spraying something, I guess. Like, but it was over the volleyball court, like you, on you the were court. At, you were at an away game. This was another school. Uh-huh. And yeah. he would come out with his, like, a backpack and a hose? It was connected to the wall somehow. Okay. So they were connected into something. I don't know if it's connected to the wall. He was decovidifying the The air, play I guess, area. where the players had been. I hadn't seen uh, that in any of the schools. Do they wear masks when they play? No, of okay. course not. Okay. They play, they hardly even wear them on the sidelines, even though they're technically, I suppose, they're supposed to, but okay. I mean, they're not. And I'm like, how is that? Okay, whatever. 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 In Texas, if you are a bar with 25 people in it, but you don't serve food, you can totally get COVID there. But if you're at a restaurant, with a bar where you do sell food, you can't get COVID there. Yeah. That's the arbitrary one that, that has me all pissed off. Yeah, I'm not even pissed off about it anymore. I'm just like, there's nothing. This is. I want us is. to get into the okay. Patreon. I want bonus content. I want us to move in that direction. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I think that we could do some really fun and interesting things if we start pulling out things that are like more in depth. So, like, I think we could do a magical mystery tour We've episode. We talked about that already. Yeah. That gets real, like, interesting and deep and squirrely. And I do want to edit together the five mother sauce challenge. Mm-hmm. And add more to it. Like, that's the thing. Give our audience... No, you and I would kind of narrate it. Get and then it you'd deeper. hear, yeah. Uh-huh. I want to get into that this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the growth that we're seeing, that mm-hmm. now's the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got one more. Okay. Magical mystery tour. We feel even more free to talk about anything and everything when it comes to guiding life philosophy sure do you know one thing that we couldn't have done this podcast for the last season without our loyal listeners no without our super fans yeah if we'd have come back on there and there'd have still been like three listens we'd have been like what because this takes a lot of time we are wasting our time there are four (laughs) people listening luckily for us growth trajectory we're super excited about it But we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And with your support, financial or otherwise, just listening, telling your friends, so important. Table topics. It is my turn to ask you table topics. I'm going to pull a question. And I'm going, this is from the Not Your Mom's Dinner Party. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the worst place that you've had to relieve yourself? The worst place. The worst place that you had to relieve yourself. You know, I don't, I've had to relieve myself in so many different places that weren't great that I don't really have a great, okay, I'll tell you where the worst place was. Okay. The worst place was in New Orleans and it was on top of 
all of everything that had come out of anybody. It was New Year's Eve, so thousands, hundreds of thousands sure. of people are all on one Descending, street. Descending, relieving themselves everywhere. I mean, it was actually a bathroom, but I don't know why you would call it a bathroom because it was just stuff everywhere. And the... It was like that scene from Train Spotting. Yeah. That toilet, that, horrible toilet. I hate that freaking movie. It, it was makes that. Me sick. It was that bad. Yeah, except that I had been drinking so many hurricanes, I hardly remember. Didn't even matter. <laughs> you contributed to the issue. Yes, I did. I mean, there was vomit and shit and everything that you could imagine. Lovely. Everywhere. Lovely. <laughs> when I was in fourth or fifth grade, the school bus would take me home for a brief period of time. There was some situation where one parent, I'm an only child, where my parents couldn't be there. My instructions were to sit on the back porch. It was a stack of books there. I was an avid reader. I was heaven for me. And not to go inside and not to leave the backyard. And a parent would be there in a couple of hours. Oh my God. Literally? Welcome to my world. Yeah. Go, sit on the porch. It was a nice size backyard and a nice size porch, but you can't for, leave. For the, a couple of hours. A couple of hours. This is what happened. Can you imagine that in today's world? There was the an, neighbor would have called the cops on you. In this plan, it hadn't been thought out what would happen if a number two arose. Number right. one, I'm a boy. I just go do whatever I got to do. Number two, different situation. Uh-huh. There was this um, unused concrete fountain. It was about five foot tall, six foot wide. It was in, in a corner so that there was a, a hole behind it, the shape uh-huh. of a corner a fence. And there were banana trees growing up behind it. I had to go so bad and it was going to happen. And the strict instructions were don't leave the backyard. Don't go to the neighbor's house, knock on the door. I'm not in my home. I need to you go to the bathroom. You were clearly a better behaved kid than I was because I would have been like, y'all are stupid. This doesn't work. I'm Fourth, going fifth in the grade? house. No, yes. no, no. Oh, the God, house yes. was locked. I couldn't get in. The house was locked. I would be at the neighbor's house telling the neighbors my parents were bad and that I needed to go to the bathroom. So I climbed. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So I climbed over the concrete wall. Uh-huh. Squatted. Banana trees all around me. This hot box. Spiders. Did my deal. And then for the rest of my time at that home, I would peek over uh-huh. to see the status of my uh-huh. uh, deposit. Uh-huh. And it was interesting to watch it kind of shrivel down to nothing. That was the worst yeah, that, that was a bad. I was climbing concrete walls to squat without toilet paper. That's pretty bad. I think everyone's climbed something to squat somewhere without something. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Drunk on Hurricanes in the train spotting bathroom that I couldn't best your story. That was the one that leapt to mind. The best part about your story is, is your parents locked you out of the house and said, stay here, don't move, to the point of you having to poo in the backyard by yourself. Welcome to my world. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime, hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you. Do you know one thing that we couldn't have done this podcast for the last season without? Table topics. <laughs> our listeners oh that's true you're right we could not have done this without our listeners See, that, you that would got be impossible too hung up on the script i'm gonna start over that was horrible because <laughs> this is not on the script there's nothing written down that says right now we're gonna talk about our listeners but 